This episode of Soul Food is brought to you by Seekers Hub, a global Islamic seminary that provides free Islamic education to millions of Muslims around the world. To begin your journey, visit seekershub.org. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 12 of Soul Food titled Umrah where we're going to talk about the blessing and the benefits of performing the Umrah, the lesser pilgrimage in the month of Ramadan. And we're continuing through this really beautiful book by Sheikh Hassan Mashat on the duties of the people of belief in the blessed month of Ramadan. And for those who might not be familiar, Umrah is the lesser pilgrimage to the holy sanctuary in Mecca, where we go to the sacred house of God. And the Hajj, the major pilgrimage, only takes place once a year, but Umrah can take place at any time throughout the year. And it's something that many Muslims and believers do throughout the year to visit Mecca and to perform what is known as the Umrah, which is the lesser pilgrimage. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the reward of Umrah and Ramadan. And then we're going to talk about the companion's love for the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And then lastly, we'll talk about how love is the spirit of worship and the goal of worship. Uh, so let's begin with the reward of Umrah and Ramadan. Ramadan, one of the amazing things about it is that it combines all of the aspects of blessedness and sacredness and worship. That every single thing that we've been talking about, whether it is fasting or prayer or recitation or charity or dua, that all of these things are combined in the month of Ramadan. And Abdullah ibn Abbas, may God be well pleased with them, said that he heard the Prophet say about the reward of Umrah in Ramadan. He said, Umrah in Ramadan is equal to performing Hajj with me. Umrah in Ramadan is equal to performing Hajj with me, i.e. the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And this is an interesting hadith for a number of reasons. First, it shows how acts of worship are multiplied and elevated in the month of Ramadan. That if you do an obligatory act of worship, it is multiplied 70 times over. And if you do a voluntary act of worship, it is given the reward of an obligatory act of worship. So this is something that's unique to the month of Ramadan. Another thing about it is that Umrah, in Ramadan is not only equal to Hajj, but equal to Hajj with the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And there's something about that that really encourages us to be people of love and yearning, and that we should yearn for the places of holiness, and yearn for these special places that are designated by God. And one of the things that you see many scholars and righteous people throughout time is that they would have pictures of Mecca and Medina in their houses 
so that the heart would always be reminded of these beloved places to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that's very good that we should have pictures of Mecca and Medina and Jerusalem and all these sacred places in our homes so that our hearts are always connected to these special sacred places designated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you know our family members and for those of us who have children will also grow up with this reverence and this love. The next point that we wanted to focus on is the companion's love for the Prophet ﷺ. In other similar ahadith, there were certain companions who were not able to make it to perform the pilgrimage with the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And he only did the pilgrimage, the hajj, once in his life, wasallam. So the Prophet asked them, he said, why weren't you able to make it to perform the pilgrimage? And they had different reasons, either someone passed away or they were not able to make it. So then the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he would console them and he would give them another opportunity. And he said to them that if you perform Umrah in Ramadan, it is equal to performing the Hajj with him. And this is important because some people, they look at religion just through the lens of mathematics. They say, how many rewards am I going to get? If I do this, this is what I get in return. And we can't really deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, despite the fact that he tells us that these rewards get this many rewards, that every letter of the Qur'an gets 10 rewards, and so on and so forth. But the lovers, the people who love Allah and love His Messenger, and yearn for those deeper levels of nearness, they don't look at worship just through the lens of numbers and mathematics, but that the deepest and greatest reward is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His love and the love of His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That love itself is to be sought after. And the companion's love of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was so intense because he was the beloved of Allah He was the one who guided them that everything that they had of goodness in their lives was given to them through the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And that is an expression of faith itself. That they loved him so much that what made the reward even more special was not that it was just like doing hajj, which is great and valuable, but it was like doing the hajj with the beloved of Allah, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So for the person who is a lover, for the person who Allah has placed yearning in their heart, and inshallah you are of them, there's an added element of specialness. That imagine when you're doing Umrah, that you're circling around the Kaaba, and you have before you the Messenger of Allah وسلم, guiding you, taking you by the hand, teaching you that you are seeing the expressions of nearness and closeness to Allah in His dua and in His voice and in every act of worship that He is doing. That's really special. That's more than just saying you get a lot of reward. There's a certain sweetness to that. And that brings us to the final point that love is the spirit of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran a story about Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib and Sayyidina Fatima al-Zahra, the beloved daughter of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and his son-in-law, and how they would feed people 
despite the fact that they themselves were hungry and fasting, that people would come and knock on their door and they would feed them whatever food they had, even though they were hungry themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, And they would give their food, despite the fact that they loved it and needed it themselves, to a poor person and to a prisoner and to an orphan. And then they would say, لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا. We do not want from you any reward or any thanks in return because they were doing so purely out of their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the goal and the true expression of worship is that when you reach a state in your acts of worship, whether it is prayer or charity or dhikr or recitation of the Qur'an or being good to your parents or service, whatever it is, is that you reach a state of uns, which is this serenity and solace that you have when feeling intimate and close to the beloved that that is the true expression of worship. That's the highest expression of worship. And this is why the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, despite being protected from sin and already being promised paradise, that he would continue to stand in prayer in the middle of the night until his blessed ankles would swell. And his beloved wife, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she would say, O Messenger of God, why are you doing this when you've already been promised everything? And he would say, Should I not be a thankful servant? In other words, I'm expressing my gratitude and gratitude and love are very closely tied. That I love my Lord for everything that he has given me. So this is my expression of love and gratitude and that he continuously wanted more and more levels of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he was in that state of complete witnessing and complete nearness sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is one of the meanings of the hadith that the Prophet said, whoever is pleased with Allah as their Lord, Islam as their religion, and Muhammad as their messenger has tasted the sweetness of faith. That if you want to taste the sweetness of faith, that's a spiritual sweetness, a spiritual tasting that it comes with loving Allah and His Messenger and the blessing of Islam. That when you have that, then your worship is transformed from mere form into reality. And that's what we all want. And that's the goal of this spiritual path. And that's what we keep talking about in soul food, that it's not just about mere form, even though the sharia is extremely important. As one of the great scholars of Islam, he said, Al-Habib Abdurrahman Bil-Faqih, he said that Al-Sharia Baatinun Haqiqa. Al-Sharia Zahirun Haqiqa. Wal-Haqiqa Baatinun Sharia. That the sharia, that the outward law, is the outward form of the inward reality, the haqiqah, the reality of nearness and spiritual tasting. And that spiritual tasting is the inward reality of the outward law. In other words, they're connected. And the way that you reach one is through the other. But we're not asking just to have these outward forms of worship, but that Allah opens up the core of that and that we experience His love, and his nearness, and that we have contentment and pleasure with being in a state of serenity and solace with our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. Number one, make the intention now to perform Umrah in Ramadan. 
And you might say, man, um, it's already halfway through Ramadan, we're already getting through it, I don't have any plans to go to Umrah. But if you make an intention, even if it's in this moment, Allah can open the doors for you whenever that may be, and that's in His knowledge. So you intend and Allah opens the doors. So make that sincere intention. Oh Allah, I want to perform Umrah in Ramadan so that I can have the experience and the reward as if I perform the Hajj with the Prophet And then the second call to action is ask for love in your worship. Ask Allah to grant you and unveil to you the love in your worship so that it becomes sweeter to you than all else. As the Prophet ﷺ said, And that the sweetness of my eye, the apple of my eye, has been put in the prayer. That's the most beloved thing to me in this world. That's what he said. So ask for love in your worship. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of love and sincerity and people who seek the greatest realities of servitude and nearness to Him Jalla Jalalu. And may Allah elevate you and us and our parents and our loved ones in the levels of nearness. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show. 